This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. We will be discussing... Uh, another return to the loss column for the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight after shellacking Montreal last week 50 to 11. The Tiger Cats will go into their bye week on a downer. They lose 29-23 tonight at the hands of the Blue Bombers in Winnipeg. We're going to take your calls at 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's ball game. Choose your player of the game. The email address is rick at 900chml.com. Send us a note on Twitter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello to all our fan, friends and fans on Facebook. If you've missed a past episode of the fifth quarter, you can go on your favorite app store and download the fifth quarter podcast. We have a cool new icon that our uh, friends at uh, Global News have put together. It's uh, very neat. And if you're wondering, if you're watching on our Facebook Live uh, page and you see me in a, uh, a BC Lions colored uh, orange shirt, it's actually not BC Lions. Yes, it is orange, but uh, I am wearing the 61st annual Canusa Games golf shirt because today was the start of the Canusa Games. Good luck to all the athletes and a big thanks to all the organizers, volunteers, and especially the billets in Hamilton who are hosting the many athletes uh, here from Flint, Michigan through this weekend. All right, let's talk Ticats. I want to bring three points to the table and then you guys can pounce on not only what I'm going to be talking about here in the next couple of seconds, but you can pounce on what you saw tonight. I thought drive number one for the Hamilton Tiger Cats was awesome. They hit all the right notes. The play calling was fantastic. Four minutes, 59 seconds into this ball game, the Tiger Cats were in complete control, up 7 nothing. But then the Tiger Cats went to sleep until very late in the third quarter. It was almost like they hit the snooze button or thought, man, this is going to be an easy night after this opening drive for a TD. We'll just take our foot off the pedal. Wrong answer. Too many bad penalties, especially in the first half. Whether it was a face mask, objectionable conduct, very selfish, undisciplined penalties. They had nine infractions for 89 yards in the first half alone. And the injuries didn't help as well. Delvin Bro did not play in this football game, suffered a neck injury, a possible concussion in practice earlier in the week. Uh, hurt during the game, Jalen Saunders, who's really been Jeremiah Masoli's go-to receiver this season, and Richard Leonard, both hurt in this football game. The extent of their injuries at this point uh, remains unclear. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they are back in a couple of weeks' time after the bye week when the Ticats host Edmonton at Tim Hortons Field. Our fifth quarter trivia challenge question tonight. The Tiger Cats and Blue Bombers have faced off in the Grey Cup final eight times. How many of those games did Hamilton win? Is it two, three, five, or six? Again, Ticats, Bombers, eight times in the Grey Cup. How many games did Hamilton win? Two, three, five, or six? You can vote by calling in, sending me a note on email, or chiming in on Twitter. All right, let's go to the phones. We'll start at the top of the deck, and Alan is on the fifth quarter. Alan, good evening. Hey, Rick, how are you doing? Well, I'm a little disgruntled. I was expecting a little more from the Ticats tonight, but 
as we've seen in past weeks and past years, this seems to be the team's M.O., especially going into a bye week. Do I still have you? Pardon? Do I still have you? Go ahead. What are your comments no, on Saturday's game? Sorry, you hear me now? I can hear you loud and clear. Go yeah. ahead. No, Rick, those are the games you have to win. That's the bottom line. If you're going to be, if you're going to be a contending team, you've got to win those games. But, you know, Rick, I'll just make a few points. I'll let you get your other callers. Number one, the same thing again. The play selection calling from June Jones is atrocious. You know, when, when, you're, when you're marching down the, at the end of the game with a minute 22, they're on the 40, they start in the 47-yard line, and your first play, you throw 45 yards down the field. Chris Williams had no idea where the ball was going. Why are you throwing the ball 45 yards down the field when you have to go down? You have a bit of 22. You start at 47. That came from the sidelines. That's a horrendous call, but that's what you get from Drew Jones all the time. And then on that same, you talk about penalties in the first half, Rick. The penalties of the first half are one thing. They took two penalties on that one drive, two offensive linemen on the, on the, on the one drive, took two penalties on the, on the same drive. That was a killer, Okay. Uh, and that hurt them a lot. And then the other thing, Rick, did you watch uh, Mike Daly play tonight? Uh, yeah. I mean, he was yeah. he was in well, the game. You know what? He should go back to junior football and learn how to tackle because he missed about four key tackles. If you're going to play him at safety, he better learn how to wrap his hands, his arms around somebody and tackle because he missed about four tackles in the open field that he should have made tonight. He looked like a clown out there and they better start putting Courtney Steven back there because if that's the way Mike Daly's going to play safety, they got to, they got to move him out there. That was atrocious tonight. You go watch the film on how he played tonight. That was terrible. Mike is usually a better tackler than what he uh, exhibited tonight. And I, I can recall one play in particular where he went in to go uh, take down Andrew Harris and right. Andrew Harris said, uh, no, I'll see you later. Yeah, exactly. And then later on in the same drive, uh, I, were, I think it was second and seven, he got a guy way in the flat. He ran totally by the guy. The guy ran for seven or eight yards. He got another touchdown and kept the drive going again. And he missed two other ones in the first half. Like He, he, he had a terrible game tonight, and I've, I've seen that about him before. I agree with you. He seems to be a better tackler in the past, but his game tonight was terrible. Uh, but, you know, it goes back to June Jones again. It, the play calling here leaves a lot to be desired. And why in the hell are you throwing the ball 45 yards down the field when you've got a minute 22 to work on the clock? Uh, and, and they were totally out of sync. Chris Williams had no idea where the ball was going there. It was just a misplay. And then the two, the two penalties on the two offensive linemen pushed them back and back and back again. And, of course, in the last play, you knew Winnipeg was going to bring the house. Good for them. Uh, and that's the other thing. We don't blitz enough either. Like, look at Winnipeg. Today. How many times did they send six or seven guys? Good for them. And, and that's the way to play football. But, you know, the coaching leaves a lot to be desired. We've said about this before, Rick, and I'll tell you, there has to be a lot of soul-searching going to that organization because the, the coaching on both sides of the ball leaves a lot to be desired. And our special teams are atrocious. Like, is there a team in the league that has worse special teams than we do? Maybe Montreal. Oh, well, Montreal. Well, yeah. Well, yeah but they don't Montreal. count? Yeah, well, not really, Rick. They really don't. I hear you. Yeah, who's your Who's your player of the game tonight? You know, I thought Alex Green had a good game. Yeah, he he was productive. Started slow, ran the ball well. He had sixteen carries, sixty three yards, and two short TDs. So, I mean, that's and I thought Brandon Banks had a pretty good game too. He did. Alan, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Okay, Rick. Take care, man. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your cell. Just writing the two votes. That, uh, yeah, I'll allow a couple of votes for player of the game. Alex Green, Brandon Banks. I'll tell you who my player of the game is, and it's not a Hamilton Tiger Cat. I really wanted to give it to Jeremiah Masoli if he led the Cats to a game-winning TD, and I was thinking, man, this is a great script for him. 
with about a minute to go, 50 seconds, whatever it was, you know, get that big first down on third and 12, march down the field, get a game-winning score, he would have been penciled in. But he's not my player of the game. My player of the game tonight is Winnipeg linebacker Adam Big Hill. This guy was a menace tonight. Seven tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, a turnover on downs to pretty much end the game. Uh, He was awesome. Awesome tonight. And that's what you want out of your middle linebacker, your defensive leader. And I'm not saying Larry Dean is not that because he is a very productive football player. But Big Hill was a difference maker tonight, and he gets uh, my tip of the cap this evening. Dave's on the line and has called in the fifth quarter. Good evening, Dave. How are you? Not too bad. Wish we would have had Big Hill on our team. That that would have helped. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like him. I think uh, if I was going to pick a different guy, it would be him. I'll take Banks because he made some pretty good catches tonight. You have to admit that. Definitely, yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. These uh, penalties, uh, undisciplined, hurts him. It really hurt them. I think that was one of the differences in the game. Yeah, Mike Daly, I don't just think he's strong enough to take on some of these big guys. If you look at the build of the guy, um, you know, the penalties. So, yeah, I, some of the coaching decisions uh, were head scratchers, like the like the bomb. But, you know, keep going to this uh, wide outer, pitch outer, what do you want to call it? It never works, and they keep going to it. How, how often do you got to kick a dead horse, you know? I just don't get it. You're talking about the hitch pass or, like, the, yeah, the bubble screen. Yeah. Have they ever worked? i never seen one work. Uh, they were, uh, you know, few and far between. You know, one might break a, a 10 or 15-yard gain, but eight eight of the nine are going to go for, you know, one or two or, or minus four yards. Oh, yeah, that's correct. Uh, my, my biggest concern is, um, well, first of all, I'm concerned about the two guys that went down during the game. I mean, I hope Dalvin will be okay, but uh, Saunders, the injuries didn't didn't help. I mean, uh, who said cats were a lucky, lucky animal? I don't know. Our cats well, they have nine lives, apparently. Well, I don't know. Maybe we've gone through them all. I don't know, but... Um, my concern is our, our. I kept hearing all all through training camp and you know all, all beginning of the year how great this offensive line was, but to me they can't handle the blitz. Yeah, they struggled tonight. That was I think one of the key struggled par- parts of this game. Yeah, they struggled against Saskatchewan. They struggled against Ottawa. Uh, we yeah. saw it again tonight against Winnipeg. They are uh, a work in progress, and that might be an understatement. Yeah, you know, and yet you kept hearing the hype about how great they were going to be. You know, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, for sure. Um, how how good did this bombing thing work out for us? Another upstairs mistake. We got zero right for him, basically, when it come down to it. You know. Agreed, and I liked him. And he, here's an all-star caliber guy that you're right. giving away basically for nothing. It was a gamble, crapshoot. Uh, so, you know, like I give the team credit for coming back and making it a game of it. Um they have their opportunities to win, but I, they keep, uh, as they have been for the last few years, taking them, taking them own, their own selves out of the knee for sure. I mean, they, they're beating themselves in a lot of cases. And uh, like you say, this offensive line to me, after watching the last few games, is a concern. And, and, and it, 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 it really, like, not you per se, but the other media in town keep saying how great this offensive line is. I guess they have friends on it. I don't know what. I don't. I don't see it myself. I really don't. You know what? I, I like. Uh, I like Filer in the middle. I'm, I'm a big course. fan of Brandon Revenberg. I like Riker Matthews at right tackle. Uh, but you know, uh, Darius Sirocco and uh, um, Avery Jordan tonight, especially, really had tough games. I think th- there's obviously room for improvement. There, there is some talent there. But as as a unit, uh, I, I wouldn't put them anywhere close to the upper echelon in this league. 
Neither do I. I think we hope the team has a way to go. We got weapons, but uh, with you know, first thing a team builds is his offensive line, and then we go out from there. Correct? For in football, so they claim the old legendary teams have always said they built from the offensive line out. But uh, I don't know. This team's uh, it's uh, it's a work in progress. Uh, hopefully, uh, they can turn things around a little bit. I mean, they're in the East, so that's one good thing. But uh, I think they're. Still, they still need some players. I guess I'm in, in various places, but uh, you know, you never know. The coaching might help, but uh, you know, we're coaching them to be, have better technique and better smarts. But uh, you know, then you know, a few few bad coaching decisions tonight as well. But not as many as I've seen in other games. But it was a winnable game. Um, you know, it's just it's, it's unfortunate. And like you say, the injuries didn't didn't help. Again, here again. Perhaps uh, we would have had that Ottawa game. If we had a, would have had a full house too. It's just, uh, you know, just just been bad luck, and it's uh, never been easy being a Tie Cat fan. No, it, this has been, uh, you know, this year especially, uh, f- for sure last year. Uh, the inconsistency of this franchise the over the last yeah. number of years has really been frustrating. It's been frustrating to be a fan of this team. Dave, appreciate the call. Enjoy Thanks. the weekend. You too. Bye bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell to get in on the phone to talk about tonight's 29-23 Tiger Cats loss at the hands of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. A couple of comments coming in on CHML's Facebook Live page. Uh, Rick Masoli isn't the guy, according to Frank. Mike writes, Masoli had another shot to prove he can be the guy, and once again he failed. We are in trouble. We need someone who can drive the field in a close game with time ticking. And uh, a message from Bruce, who writes, Hello, Rick. Uh, Disappointing loss. I'm just glad Johnny Picks is gone. And I'm back for the home games at Tim Hortons Field. But life will continue tomorrow. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. Hashtag fifth quarter. You can send a message on our Facebook page. Also on email, rick at 900chml.com. And on Twitter, at Rick Samprin at am900chml. We have Manny. We have Jeff. We have Jeff and we have Barry all on the line. We'll get to all of you guys and a whole lot more coming up here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. You can also email rick at 900chml.com. All over Twitter, at Rick Samprin at am900chml. We'll get to some of your tweets in a moment. Don't forget, you can call in, email, tweet, vote for your player of the game. We will anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night as well. In tonight's fifth quarter trivia challenge, the Tiger Cats and Blue Bombers have faced off in the Grey Cup final eight times. How many of those Grey Cup finales did Hamilton win? Is it two, three, five, or six. Uh, got an email from Kevin. This was uh, in and around just before 10 o'clock, so they were in the third quarter, I believe, at that time. No, maybe it was uh, late second quarter. Anyways, he says, uh, I'm sending this early for I cannot endure the rest of this game. From the start, the officials have been focused on one team only, Hamilton. This league cannot survive such bias from so-called professional refs, and I, for one, will stop watching garbage officiating. The game... Uh, not stars, the officials. Sorry, but I have had it. That email from Kevin. Um, Anthony kind of piles on the penalties. He writes, Rick, penalties, penalties, penalties. You said it. We're midway through the year. This cannot happen. We can't always play from behind. The O-lineman, uh, the O-line rather, remains a soft spot for the team. We got to be more disciplined. Alex Green, player of the game. As for penalties, the Ticats took 13 penalties tonight for 124 yards. The Bombers were flagged five times for 74 
So Hamilton pretty much doubled what Winnipeg had done penalty-wise. Uh, the Bombers also had four sacks tonight against Hamilton's two. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Let's go to Jeff, who has called into the program. Good evening, Jeff. Good evening from Saskatchewan, Rick. How are you? I am uh, mediocre at this point. Yeah. Your previous caller kind of took my thunder there. I, that offensive line is garbage. I know you're being polite and you say it's a work in progress, but they're terrible. They, uh, When your quarterback, again, is your leading rusher, and I know some of that's by design, but when Mazzoli's leading your team in rushing, there's, there's a problem. When you can't run the ball, and it's not just this year, it's been the last three, four, five years that they haven't had an offensive line that's been in there to, to protect the quarterback. Calaris has been hurt. Mazzoli's been hurt. Whoever's in, been in there before, I think Kevin Glenn, he's been hurt because the O-line cannot block anybody, and I don't know why management doesn't decide to go and do something to try and fix that. Well, I think they tried to fix it by dealing Ryan Bombin, which was the wrong answer, and they included Tony Washington in the Johnny Manziel deal, and I was a fan of Tony. Uh, whatever they've done, it's it seemed to have gone backwards tonight. Well, that's that's an understatement. Like uh, The two games against Saskatchewan, we've talked about this before, where, where they couldn't pick up the blitz, they couldn't block anybody, and tonight four sacks again, and Mazzoli's running for his life. Two bad procedure penalties in the last drive uh, tonight didn't help both on the, ta- on the tackles, I believe. Um, you can't have that. You can't have that. If you expect to win in this league in close games like that, you can't have that. Agreed. I, I can't argue with any of those points. The O-line has to be um, more than up to snuff. I mean, your, your offense is only good as your offensive line, and tonight they did not show up. Do you think he was outcoached again tonight? I know we talked about this a little bit before. Um, one of the games against Saskatchewan, he was outcoached. Was he outcoached again tonight, do you think? I, I don't know if he was outcoached. Some of the play calls I uh, I took exception with, but, I mean, you can you can pick apart any kind of game plan. I thought they started out well, uh, and then, as, as I said, they, they went to sleep for basically a couple of quarters and then woke up late in the third, early in the fourth. Um, so I don't think he was outcoached tonight. I, I, I think uh, it was a well-thought-out game plan. The guys did not perform on the field. Well, I'm surprised nobody's called in yet and blamed Jeremiah. I know he had a couple of Facebook guys come come and say that uh, he's not the guy to lead the team, but you tell me who's available and who could come play quarterback on this team and lead them down the field with that offensive line. I don't think Mike Riley couldn't do it. Travis Lule couldn't do it. Nichols couldn't do it. I don't think anybody could do it. Yeah, I'd have my doubts with that, too. Who's your player of the game tonight? I'm going to go with who you picked. I thought Adam Big Hill had one heck of a game tonight. Yeah, he was he was all-star caliber and then some tonight. Yes. Everybody have a good weekend, Rick. You too. Take care. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Let's get to a couple of tweets. Brian S. writes, pitiful, absolutely awful. These games are so deflating. You do a lot to win, but there's always something off that trips you up. Uh, David simply writes, have a great weekend, Rick. Gus, I haven't seen Mazzoli throw a touchdown this season or last season with under two minutes remaining in the game. Bev writes, hi, player of the game, Alex Green. Tough loss, but wait till Labor Day. We will rule the East. The Big Cat chimes in on Twitter. Mazzoli is not clutch. Never has been, never will be. Showed again tonight that when game is on the line, he cannot make the big play. Hashtag frustrates. Winners equal win. Losers equal lose. 
I think that makes sense. Uh, Matthew at Rick Zamprin, safe to say that the Ticats need to improve blocking on both offense and special teams and need to be way more disciplined. My player of the game goes to Speedy B because he looked great out there tonight. And uh, one more tweet before we go back to the phones. Uh, Pizza Gizmo, love the handle. One great cup in 30 years in an eight or nine team league, the Ticats defy mathematical probability. In that regard, yes, they do. Barry's on the line. Good evening, Barry. Thanks for calling into the fifth quarter. Well, I I didn't want to call because I was too angry. But uh, well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> well, I, I watched that game, and I, I can't believe that we've got two of the best return guys in the CFL's history, and we can't get the ball out of our own end of the field. We're starting on the ten, inside the twenty, almost every bloody play. Uh, the special teams coaching is non-existent, both sides. Other teams get runbacks against us. Uh, that's the first problem. Number 58 was deplorable. I think he took three procedure penalties tonight, and he couldn't block any of the Little Sisters of Mercy's defensive line if he played them. I don't fault the quarterback. He was under horrendous pressure all night. And, you you know, the guy throws for 250 yards, but when the money's on the line, they're blitzing and nobody's picking them up. It was uh, disgraceful. And the lack of discipline for, from a penalty point of view, is, uh, is, is it's got to stop. Uh, I do think the officials only look one way, and I wonder how many times this year after the game's over they'll apologize for missed calls. I didn't know that tackling a guy from the front was a horse a horse collar tackle, but apparently it was tonight. Uh, player of the game had to be their middle linebacker. He was outstanding. Banks was probably our best player, but he did take a stupid, selfish penalty early in the game. Uh, those are my comments. Have a good evening. You too. Thank you, Barry. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. There is a spot for you on our bustling phone bank. Uh, another tweet coming in from D. Sprague. How about on the O-line? Avery tonight was keyed on in my thoughts. Um, yeah, Avery Jordan had a horrific game. Well, maybe that's overstating it. He had a a below-average game. I mean, that's probably putting it politely. A below-average game. He got beaten early and often. I thought he recovered nicely in the second and third quarters. But again, in the fourth, that O-line as a whole was under siege and had no answers for Winnipeg. Ticats losing tonight, 29-23. The Tabbies now 3-5 and five on the season. Winnipeg is 5-3, and three, so if you're keeping score at home, the Cats still second in the East, I guess by default. Uh, Ottawa leads the pack at 4-3, and three. Toronto's 2-5, and five. Montreal 1-6. Out West, the Stamps still perfect at 7-0. and oh. Edmonton and Winnipeg both 5-3, and three. BC's 3-4, three and four, as is Saskatchewan. Back to the phones we go. Manny's at the top of the deck. Manny, good evening. Hey, buddy. Nice to talk to you again. Yes, likewise. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, I do every week seem to be on a Mazzoli thing, and again, he just it's not clutch what it's needed to be, and I don't want to just talk about him all the time because obviously that's not uh, the only issues we have. The frustrating thing about this season, and you and you kind of touched on it earlier, I guess we've gone through a lot of seasons of inconsistency and frustration with this team, but last year 
we, we there was a lot of disarray in the beginning with the coach and that, and we kind of knew it was going to be probably a bad season. It, it's more frustrating this year because of the personnel they have. They have some better players at key positions, and you know they they obviously had to coach now for eight games last year, whatever it was, and then, you know, the beginning of this season. So, you know, it's more frustrating because you expect them to be better. And when these callers are calling in, and, you know, everybody, of course, has a right for their opinion. I'd love to listen to everybody. But when they're saying about, execu- uh, sorry, about penalties and the coaching and, the, and, the, and, and you know, the, 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 the play calls, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It all comes down to execution. You can have the best play call. We drive downfield with Mazzoli early in the game. We got a touchdown. Same old thing again. This time we got a touchdown. Great. And then we start to run into fumble problems, and we, you know, and 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 all these other 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 issues that that um, you know we we basically create our own shoot ourselves in the foot at the end of the day. And that's why it seems to be more frustrating, I think, as a fan this year, because the, the expectations are higher. I will say a couple of things though, like I. I mean, I don't know why they took out uh, Timis and, and at the beginning of the year he's doing so well. I, you know, I mean, I know Green scored a couple of TDs, but they were really kind of gimmies, you know, at the one-yard line or whatnot. I, I just don't see that tenacity in certain players, and it's sad because you got a guy, you know, diminutive uh, Banks who plays hard all the time, and then you got Chris Williams who doesn't look like, and again, whether it was a broken play, whether you're supposed to run a post, Whatever it was, you just look disinterested. Like it's it's crucial. At the end of the game, you gotta you gotta you gotta drive. You gotta go for that ball and just make it look like you know you made an effort for it. And I don't I don't know. It's frustrating because you know and, and Mazzoli same old thing. It's it's the clutch thing, and, and that's unfortunate because you know you're saying that the O line, the O line. People are saying about the O line. Well, the same O line that he had all game. So if he managed to put up 23 points, now in the clutch time, would he need to drive it downfield and score the winning touchdown potentially? You can't do it. And that's really the frustrating part. It's when we have the last chance. We probably had three games this year where we've had a chance to win it in the last two minutes. And, you know, my player of the game is Brandon Banks by far, at least, well, at least from the uh, Ticap perspective. And, uh, you know, it was only had a good game. I'm, I'm going to say it to the man. I mean, he had a good game. I don't think he had a bad game. But again, just to get it done, and that's frustrating. Just not good enough, and I completely agree with your comments regarding the expectations and the frustratings, frustrations because they're correct. I mean, they were uh, a much better team in the last 10 games compared to the first eight games, and that's, you know, it was almost like night and day. And going into this season, we're all thinking, all right, they're, they're going to build on what they did. They should be a better team. I, I think by and far they are a better team, but how much better they are, I'm not quite sure yet. Yeah, and, it's, and at the end of the day, it's all it's all the W's, right? You could be a better team, but if you end up with you know more losses than wins, it's like sort of like uh, you know Mazzoli's touchdown to interception ratio. <laughs> it, you know, it's indicative kind of of that if you want to mirror to that. Unfortunately, and uh, you know, it's still a lot of season left. You know, they put in perspective. I mean, they went into a tough tough city to play, and they lost by six points to a very good team, to a very good team. Uh, so, you know, I mean, hey, if you look at it that way, you made that many mistakes, you cost yourself, so, you did so many penalties, and you still lost by six. I guess that's the silver lining, right? Sure, that's uh, one positive to take away for sure. Manny, appreciate okay. the call. Thanks, buddy. We have uh, Jeff, Frank, Joanne on the line. We have a plethora of emails and tweets to get to. Stay tuned. We're going to be coming back right after this. You're listening to the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. 
29-23, Bombers over the Tiger Cats tonight. Hamilton now 3-5 and five on the season. Their next game is Thursday, August the 23rd. Yes, they're on the bye week, second of three during this season. I'll take on the Eskimos on the 23rd. It's a 7.30 p.m. start time. We'll be on the air at 10 o'clock. My name's Rick Samprin. This is the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford. You can call into the program, share your thoughts on tonight's game on this season, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. We'll get to a couple of emails in a minute. Uh, at Rick Samprin at am900chml on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, your favorite app store, past episodes online at 900chml.com. We're voting for our Fifth Quarter Player of the Game and uh, so far it's a tie between Brandon Banks and Alex Green. A couple of votes for Adam Big Hill. I'm in on the Adam Big Hill um, uh, Player of the Night or Player of the Game uh, award and uh, the fifth quarter trivia challenge question tonight the Ticats and Bombers have faced off in the Grey Cup final eight times how many of those games did Hamilton win is it two three five or six email from Ed yes Rick we lost but they were respectable and it was an exciting watchable game Jones just has to fine-tune the team and we will be in the finals Masoli was good as was Saunders and Speedy B the O-line and D-line also held Team was pushed around in the first half but hung on and almost won. Great team effort and work ethic. Uh, this team is now a team and wants to win. Yes, there is room for improvement. Still dumb penalties and runners aren't tackled soon enough and make gains against the Cats. But this team has potential and looks like a solid team now. Player of the game, Masoli, then Saunders and Speedy B. All the best, Ed. Go Ticats, go. Ed taking a, uh, a more positive look at tonight's outcome. Lisa on email. Hi, Rick. It's Lisa from Niagara Falls, New York, and I just do not like the Manziel trade. I just cannot get around having Jeremiah as the number one quarterback. He's a 500 quarterback at best and still think we had to give Johnny a chance this year. It was just so much more exciting having him on the roster. Speedy B is looking as a wide receiver, which is positive. I will still cheer on the Cats, but just find it hard to get into the Cats this year without having Johnny Football in the lineup. Thanks for listening and wishing you all the fifth quarter listeners a great weekend. Lisa from Niagara Falls, New York. One more email to get to before we get back to the phones. This one from Alan in St. Catharines. I knew it wasn't going to be easy going to Winnipeg territory tonight, and when we were down in the first half, I thought, okay, this is it. We put on a fight and caught up bringing it up to uh, 26-23, but Andrew Harris was a beast. Some positives for the Cats. Masoli and Banks' connection all night was great. Some costly penalties hurt us, though. That took some big plays back. I think since losing Tony Washington at left tackle, we're really weak there. With all the pressure and hits on Masoli, Masoli still put on some amazing throws. I think Orlando Steinauer needs to rejuvenate this offense. We are a bit predictable out there with June Jones, a player of the game, Andrew Harris for the Ticats, Banks for the amazing catches all night, and Masoli for the huge hits, but still made some things happen. Back to the phones we go, and Jeff has been waiting patiently and has called into the fifth quarter. Jeff, go ahead. Hey, Rick, how's it going? I'm okay. How about you? Not bad, not bad. I've never been a Mazzoli hater. Okay, I, I want to say that now. I've never been a, a hater of Mazzoli. But I think that he, he's not clutch. He's not clutch. He can't get it done. In the last two minutes, when it matters most, he cannot get the job done. And uh, We've seen this more than once. More than once in uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, 
more than a few, uh, several times we've seen this. The last two minutes, he drops the ball. Drops the ball, whether he gets, you know, you can blame it on the offensive line, you can blame it on whoever, but he cannot get it done in the last. When it comes right down to it, and we're down by three, four, six, seven, he can't get the job done. And we've seen that a few times this season, and it's so, so frustrating. Who's your player of the game tonight? Alex Green. Alex Green. Yeah, he, saw, he had a solid game. Absolutely. Jeff, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Rick. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Banks and Green remain tied for our fifth quarter uh, player of the game, voted by you, the fans. Uh, tweet from Jen. Ugh, another tough loss. They're going to have to find ways to win more games and not win one, lose one. Edward writes, Masoli or Banks, both had stellar performances. O-line failed miserably. They look slow and tired and can't make a block. How many yards did we give up to penalties? Couldn't see a total, but I'm guessing we've continued our league-leading trend. And yes, uh, 13 penalties for 124 yards, Edward. And D. Sprague, the phone line is hot on uh, AM 900 CHML tonight with Rick Samford in the fifth quarter. Simply put, we needed more tasker, short-lil uh, short passes. Uh, I guess to Luke Tasker was his uh, prognosis on tonight's loss. A couple of comments on CHML's Facebook page. We're broadcasting live, uh, live on CHML's Facebook page. Uh, Ari writes, how can you win a game when you cannot protect your quarterback? Our O-line has to be approved upon. Avery Jordan was beaten all night long. This is what is killing us. Why not try a few screen passes to Timmis or Erlington? Why is this not a concept? Chuck writes, no joke, these refs remind me of how bad the NFL replacement refs were, but we earned some of those penalties ourselves, and number 58 Jordan's blocking ability is about as bad as my dad's dancing, no matter what I still love my tie cats. Uh, let's go to the phones again. Frank has been uh, waiting patiently as well. Frank, go ahead. You're on the you fifth quarter. I'm okay. How about you? I agree with you, F. The star is, uh, we started out great, and then the bubble slowly inflated. I was like, what's going on? And it, like they didn't care. And they, I don't know. And the defense stepped up. And, and it was like, okay, Mazzoli, Mazzoli, Mazzoli. He has to get it done. And all they show is the coaches on the sidelines with their hands on their hips. And, well, what's wrong here? Well, as I said, they had a good start. They fell asleep for about two quarters, and they tried to win the game at the end. And, uh, well, we saw what happened. Masoli could not get it done in the clutch. The O-line did not play well tonight again. And uh, defensively, there were plays to be made. There were a couple of interceptions that we had, and the Ticats dropped, which could have, who knows, changed this game on its head. But I just thought Winnipeg was the better team tonight, plain and simple. Yeah, they were, and I agree with every other Ticat fan. Like, hey, I'm disappointed. Enough's enough. Fix it. All right, who's your player of the game today? Player of the game is Brandon Banks, hands down. Brandon Banks. I like it. A couple of catches there that were like, whoa, look at that. Yeah, he's not only fast, he's tricky and slippery and has turned into a great receiver. Frank, appreciate the call. All right, take care. Um... 
You know what? Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with Ryan here on the fifth quarter. You can call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Email me your thoughts on tonight's ball game. Vote for your player of the game. Rick at 900chml.com is the email address. Send me a note on Twitter at Rick Samprin at am900chml, or chime in on CHML's Facebook page, uh, which we are broadcasting live on. The fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford, continues on 900chml. Hey, welcome back. My name's Rick Samprin. This is the the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Ticats losers tonight, 29-23 in Winnipeg against the Bombers. Hamilton falls to 3-5, and five, and for the second time this season, they will enter their bye week. They have three in total, but for the second time this year, they go into the bye on a downer. They did so after losing to Saskatchewan. They'll do so uh, tonight after losing to Winnipeg. Vote for your player of the game. We will anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night when all is said and done. Our fifth quarter trivia challenge question. The Ticats and Blue Bombers have faced off in the Grey Cup final eight times. How many of those games did Hamilton win? Is it two, three, five, or six? 905-645-3221 is the number to call. You can also use your cell and dial uh, star 9900-9900-RICK-at-900-CHML.com at chmlcom is the email address, and send us a note on Twitter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Ryan has called into the program. Ryan, you are on the fifth quarter. Hey, how's it going? I'm okay. How about you? Oh, I've uh, been better, like the first time we played Winnipeg this season, but, uh, you know, it, uh, that's just how the, how the the ball flies, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it was a much different story tonight. Of course, Matt Nichols is in at quarterback, and uh, I think he's a major upgrade over Chris Streveler, although Streveler is playing good going into that game against the Ticats. But um, Winnipeg's just a solid team top to bottom in all three phases of the game, and the Ticats had trouble with them tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of the problem came in the run game uh, from who my player of the game is, uh, although I would hate to give it to a Blue Bomber. I'm giving mine to Andrew Harris who just seemed to get a lot of solid gains on our defense. Oh, he's a multi-talented, uh, catching the football, running the football, good blocker, great teammate. Yeah, uh, he, he can, he's an A1 he can star. Do it all. He can do it all. Uh, I think a lot of our problems on offense are coming from the play calling, uh, whether on the field or uh, preparing. I noticed Masoli does a lot of, uh, or I guess our offense just does a lot of snaps going from the shotgun. Uh, and I think we could um, make more use of that if we threw in some bootleg passes, especially with uh, our O-line being in the state that it is. If we could use some of those bootleg passes, take advantage of some of the speed of our receivers, uh, we might be able to get some more effectiveness out of that, maybe move the ball uh, a bit better, even if they're shorter gains. Um, I know uh, Bill O'Brien from the Houston Texans, I know it's a NFL, but... He likes to do a, an offense uh, that's kind of like uh, death by a million paper cuts. If you just keep on making solid gains and keep moving the chains, you can eventually wear them down and, and get those points. And uh, when Deshaun Watson was healthy last season, we saw that in full force. Uh, and I think that the Ticats could do something maybe like that, especially with those wheels that Jeremiah Masoli has on him. Uh, you know, I've seen them use his running ability less and less as games go on. And uh, I know that, you know, there's a huge risk of injury when quarterbacks scramble like that. Uh, but when, when a, a quarterback has that kind of skill, you kind of have to take advantage of it. 
I agree. You know, Masoli is a very good runner for, you know, his stature. And, uh, you know, seven carries for 80 yards tonight. He had a long of 36. I mean, he can run the ball, not just on those second and and third and short kind of situations. Uh, I'm expecting a lot more, at least going into the season, was expecting a lot more zone read type of plays because of the fear that he can put in opposing defenses, that he can, you know, make some pretty solid gains. Alex Green is, uh, you know, more than a decent uh, running back. And with the speed that they have on the outside, uh, you know, you fake the handoff, you throw it outside, and, and you let your receivers do the rest. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got some very talented receivers. Although, uh, you know, height-wise, uh, they're quite short compared to many receivers in the league. They've got a lot of talent, um, especially with Banks and Tasker, who uh, Tasker was surprisingly quiet this game. I'm not sure if they were just covering him really well or what was going on. Um, you had one catch tonight. Yeah, we uh, but we've just got so much talent there and a lot of speed as well. Uh, so if we could maybe get some more movement going around, especially with how shoddy the line's being lately, um, we might be able to catch defenses more off guard and move those chains some more. Even if they're smaller pickups, it, as long as we end up moving the chains, it all adds up and keeps the momentum going. Agreed. Ryan, great call. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for having me. Enjoy. Cut him off, too. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the weekend. I know he was going to say that. Jimmy from Stony Creek is on the line. Jimmy, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm okay. Well, it was a good game. I spoke to you last week about uh, the Jimmy or Johnny Menzel thing about uh, how the Ticat fans were so upset about that. He's going to do nothing. I think he took me out of contact last week when I said he'd only play three weeks. I meant he might play to the end of the year. Anyways, up here in Lake Nipissing, catching some great fish. The cats are great. They played well. But I still got to blame, I'm sorry to say, Mr. Eric Tillman for the Johnny Mangiel trade. Okay, so why do you blame Tillman, and what do you mean by that? Well, Two offensive linemen, uh, Washington, and I'm not sure the other guy. Landon uh, Rice. Landon Rice. So I understand his philosophy. We got two first-round draft picks. We got um, the little guy, number two, Williams back, and we got uh, defensive guy, 55 back. But don't you think he should have something back in his pocket for the guys that we lost for the offensive line, like I said to you, I spoke to you last weekend or last week games and our offensive line is brutal. And I was trying to understand what he did, but the people that he put in place from the two offensive line are not working. Well, let me interject. Number one, Landon Rice is a career utility slash backup guy, so he's been replaced basically by Matthew Gerard, who came out of retirement this offseason uh, with the Ticats again. And I think the genesis, at least to include the offensive lineman from Montreal, is Tillman and the front office staff for the Ticats are big believers of Avery Jordan. And, yeah, he had a horrendous game tonight. But I think they're looking at his potential and saying that maybe – he has a higher ceiling than Tony Washington and maybe even some of the other guys on the O-line. Well, understood, Rick. I, hey, I'm, I'm on your side. I love, I love the Cats. And uh, unfortunately, I lost uh, my favorite tomato. I had to go over the fence tonight to my backyard guy who's an Argonaut fan, and uh, I have to pay him a, a tomato every game but uh, that we lose. 
But uh, anyways, I'm just saying, uh, I think it was crazy. Unfortunately, or fortunately, we have four running backs, White, um, the two Canadian backs, and the other guy. The only way our offensive line, as far as I'm concerned, is going to get any better is if there's an injury, an unfortunate one at that, which I don't want to see anybody get hurt in the CFL ever. But Alex Green is going to have to go. We have Timmis there and somebody else, two Canadian running backs. We need them in the backfield and see what we can get for that. What's your idea on that? Well, I'll let you go because I'm going to wrap up and I'll uh, allow you to listen uh, online or or on air, however you are uh, listening, because there are a variety of ways to do so. I like Alex Green, but I know where you're coming from. And I know a lot of people are on the Mercer Timmis train. Why isn't he playing? Why is he being regulated basically to special teams? And all I can say is, I don't know. Uh, you know, here's a guy who ran for a buck 44 or whatever it was earlier on in the season, uh, has scored four touchdowns this, this year. So we know he can do it. It's just a matter of seeing him do it again and again. And uh, the coaching staff is not allowing him to do it in a starting running back role. And I just don't understand because he ran well, he's got decent speed, ran with authority, uh, was physical. What more do you want? A guy who can run inside and, you know, off tackle and, and uh, you know, to the outside uh, and is a Canadian. So, and you have Sean Thomas Erlington. So if, you know, knock on wood, Timmis goes down, you have Erlington that you can throw in there. And your ratio is still intact. Got a couple of minutes to play here on the fifth quarter. Dave has called into the program. Dave, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. How about you? I'm doing all right. So there's been a lot of talk today about uh, the O-line, um, which is great. But what about the defense? They've actually forgotten how to tackle. I mean, there was a few times where Harris got loose or someone gets loose, and the guys have just forgotten how to tackle. They want to hit, but they, they don't want to wrap their arms around guys and bring them to the turf yeah they were sloppy tonight yeah i don't i don't understand that the other thing i don't understand is if our old line is a little bit shaky why is it that we don't run uh screen passes and try to get the ball into alex green's hands who is a phenomenal runner he's a power runner get it into his hands get him into space and get him moving so that mazzoli can get the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker uh to take a little bit of pressure off that line all good points. I, I can't uh, chime in with anything else other than to say I agree with you. Dave, who's your player of the game tonight? Player of the game tonight is going to be Mr. Mazzoli because I'm a huge believer. He's a great quarterback. He just needs a little bit more help. All right, sounds good. Dave, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you very much. You too. Solid points by Dave. Uh, email coming in from Frank. Hi, Rick. I've been wondering about two former Ticats receivers, Junior Jasper Collins and Damar Altman. Why were they released, and are they still in the CFL? The first question there is rhetorical. Well, number one, they're no longer in the CFL. Um, Junior Collins at last check was with the BC Lions, but was uh, released earlier on in this season. Uh, why they're no longer with the team? Well, simply put, they were beaten out by other guys. Uh, and I'm not sure those two individuals would help this Ticats team in any way. I don't think they have a problem at receiver. They're pretty deep and talented. Um, it's true we have several high-end American receivers already, although looking at Tolliver, he's not that young a player anymore and has been injured a lot. With he and Luke Tasker recently being out, our offense struggled 
Who did we have as replacements that were better than Collins and Altman? Now, Saunders could be out. It's frustrating when such players are let go like this. Thanks for your show. Any comments you may have. From a receiver perspective, uh, you know, Tasker's not going anywhere. Uh, Saunders, hopefully he's okay for next game. Uh, Banks is, you know, one of those guys who's a a game breaker and has proven that with 100-yard games week in and week out. Who am I missing? Chris Williams. I'm expecting a little more from Williams and, of course, Tolliver, but both those guys, Williams, A, is getting used to the playbook. I I think he'll be better as time goes on. Tolliver still dealing with that foot-slash-knee rehab that he's uh, gone through over the offseason. So, uh, again, I don't think the receiving core is something we have to worry about. I think O-line is definitely something that this team has to improve upon. Defensively, they have to make some adjustments. And uh, on special teams, we need a game-breaker. And, and, yeah, we have Banks, and, yeah, we have Chris Williams, and, yeah, Frankie Williams had a punt return touchdown uh, uh, earlier on this season, but they need to step up their game in that regard as well. Allison on her Facebook page writes, Any insight on why they are not utilizing Tasker? That's a mystery to me. Unless the defense, I'd love to see the game film, but unless the defense is really taking him away, uh, that's the only thing I can think of because he is a weapon that should be utilized. And Wendy on her Facebook page says, We were at the game, and man, that stadium is loud. Sad we lost, but great experience for us. Go Cats, go. One minute left in the program. Don't forget to subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and your favorite app store. The player of the game tonight voted by you, the fans, Brandon Banks. He had another phenomenal game tonight. Six receptions for 106 yards and a touchdown, averaging 17.7 yards per reception. Our Fifth Quarter Fan of the Night tonight, regular caller, regular contributor to the show, Manny, you get the check mark tonight. And uh, the answer to the fifth quarter trivia challenge, the Tiger Cats and Blue Bombers have faced off in the Grey Cup final eight times. How many of those games did Hamilton win? Was it two, three, five, or six? The answer is three. Tiger Cats beat the Blue Bombers in 1953, 57, and 65. The Bombers won in 1958, 59, 61, 62, and 19. 19- 84. Big thanks to all our callers, our emailers, our tweeters, uh, all our fans chiming in on CHML's Facebook page. Uh, big ups to you guys. Thumbs up as well to producer Will Erskine each and every fifth quarter. Thanks to you. My name's Rick Samprin. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. We're back on August the 23rd. It's a 10 p.m. start time as the Ticats take on the Eskimos. Uh, have a good weekend from all of us here on 900 CHML. <laughs> The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.